0: Hey, it's Rochelle Carter with the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. It's not quiet at all. Because we're talking about what we usually talk about uh or or read about even in our quiet times and and kind of what we've gleaned from reading God's word or praying or maybe yeah. even speaking with somebody who's kind of spoke into you know, our relationship with the Lord.
1: Just talking about normal Bible stuff. Chatting
0: it up. Yeah. Chatting it up.
1: Okay, so this is, by the way, we do the KSBJ Morning Show, 530 to 10 weekday mornings on 89.3 in Houston. We
0: appreciate you stopping by for this. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you just, I know you're going through chronologically. I didn't realize you made it to Psalms already.
0: When Okay, so here's the thing. When you read the Bible chronologically, you don't go straight from Genesis to Revelation. This oh. is having you skip all around. So I've been reading a little bit of Amos And then I'll be reading a psalm and then Jonah pops up and then you'll be reading some of Second Chronicles. For the
1: nerds, this is the equivalent of when people ask you, hey, the Avengers movies, do you watch them in order that they came out (laughs) Yeah, or order that they make sense? The
0: order that they make sense. So that's you're reading it in the order that it makes sense. Yeah date-wise. Mm-hmm. And so from as best as they can understand it, they have compiled the scripture in a chronological way so that you can literally read from what you would have experienced from creation to the last book of the Bible, uh, I believe is where they're going to end it with Revelation, which is, I mean, honestly, it's kind of where it gets left. It's like, okay, Jesus, you're coming back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, And
1: you, how much have you read Revelation before?
0: I, I've read it two times and I don't, it's gonna be my December book, probably, and I'm like, oh,
1: I'm put you in the Christmas mood.
0: I gotta be honest. Revelation is, uh, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. This is a whole thing with me with anxiety. It triggers for me tremendous anxiety because my OCD is a faith based situation, and so there are things when when I can't find the answers or I don't have the answers, ah, it it kind of can go panicky for me. Yeah. So I have to kind of put it in a compa. I have to compartmentalize
1: the situation. Well, it's it's spooky regardless. It can be you very know? spooky. Cuz I think seeing the left behind movies, you just think what if?
0: Yeah. What, what if, if I'm behind? what if
1: I'm Kirk Cameron? I will never forget right. when they were all kind of clamoring together. I, I I don't remember the movie very well at all, but there's this part where they're all together and they're all kind of Kirk's gang kind of realizing what happened and yeah. they they even though they weren't believers are realizing oh the Bible was true and they walk into that church and there's that pastor
0: I don't know what you're talking. Why are you oh my bringing this goodness. up?
1: He was left. He was this pastor, and it as a kid, I'm like he, he was got a- left
0: behind. He got left behind.
1: Yeah. And 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 I know what you mean because it's just and I don't have obsessive compulsive, but just like, but what if that's me? Yeah. What, what if what if I'm left behind and I uh, I thought I was good?
0: Usually, what you can do, and this is just a real quick study mm-hmm. on people who have anxiety type issues. You usually can go. Well, I know what scripture says, though. And Jesus tells me, and even he tells me through the Apostle Paul in Romans 8, that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Mm. You've given yourself over to Jesus Christ, and you are committed to following him. I mean, you're in, baby. Yeah. You're in. Yeah. But when you have uh, a, an OCD thing, there are things that get triggered, and it's a chemical imbalance. So where you could usually give yourself an easy answer like that—like, literally, what if you had this crazy thought? Uh, oh, what if I accidentally— uh, Put my cat in the microwave.
1: You've had that thought before or something similar.
0: I've never had that thought, but I've heard doctors talk about there are people who have these kinds of panicky, silly questions that will they'll ask themselves. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you would never accidentally do something like that. I mean, that would yeah. be a purposeful thing and you have no desire uh, to do that. And the cat would
1: be loud, too.
0: But even if you don't want to, you can't erase the possibility of, but what if I do? Mm-hmm. And that may not make sense to you. And if it doesn't, that probably means you don't have... OCD, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But basically, um, being able to turn that kind of thought process off, you cannot get enough answers to that question to satisfy an anxiety disorder. And so when I was a little girl and the subject of Jesus coming back would come up and the thought of being left behind, no matter how many scriptures I prayed over my heart it was very difficult for me to move on Mm -hmm. because I kept having the fear. And some would say, well, why don't you just pray some more? You don't have enough faith. It is a literal chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. So if you have diabetes, say— then diabetes, there's an imbalance in your system that you need sugar or you need less of sugar. You got to figure that out with your doctor and do the best you can with eating. So you just have to find out what helps you through those types of things. And
1: well, and I know we're getting a little from where you are because you're in Psalms, but you know I think some of the same people would you
0: brought it. Up. I
1: know. I think some of the same people would say that about diabetes. Well, it could get healed. You just need to pray more. And I think I think God allows stuff in our lives so that we trust Him through it.
0: Now we can lean on him that much more. Yeah. I, yes, I've experienced both, haven't you? You receive the answer to prayer that you have been hoping for, but you continue to pray, but your will be done. Mm. You receive the answer that you hope for, or there are the times where, like Paul begged God three times in a row, he's like, please remove this thorn from me. For whatever reason, God didn't. And it turned out to be one of those those things that Paul found himself trusting in the Lord that much more because he couldn't rely on himself in the, whatever that thorn was. Well, Jesus
1: asking God, "Yeah, take this cup from me." And and obviously God had the plan, and yeah. I'm sure Jesus knew that. But you know, is there any other way? And God sure. said, "This this is the way."
0: And the most Im- important part of the prayer is, "But your will be done." Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I had to kind of give over my my whole issue with anxiety and. Um, and other things in my life to the Lord in that regard. But, you know, in this part of the Psalms that I'm reading, the the Psalms, interestingly enough, it's it's the largest book of the Bible.
1: That was your reading for one day, wasn't it? (laughs) They assigned you 176 (laughs) verses?
0: You mean 100 and—I don't even know how many chapters. Where is it, 160? I don't remember. I'm not at the end yet. But it's divided into five books. Did you hear what I said? It's the longest book in the Bible— but within the book, it's divided into five books. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want a short one, it's like, hey, I got time to read one book of the Bible. You might go for, like, Jude.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Jude.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, but in the Psalms, there's there's various scriptures you'll find where David is pounding on the chest of God. And just, honestly, I think it can be therapeutic to read those things because David had a heart after God, which I think I've shared in another podcast. But then there's other parts of Scripture uh, that David didn't write. It They even believe it could have been after the people of Israel had been exiled into Babylonian captivity. So they're writing from all these different places. And in this particular section that I'm in, it continues to reiterate to praise God to praise the Lord, to love his teaching. I love your teaching, God. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I am praising you for your thoughts, your teaching. Even read today about how you protect me from the insults of others because I cling to your words, to your teaching. I thought that was so good, but in in the midst of it, you'll find the little snippet of, I really feel lousy today, but I praise you, Lord. It's like a choice Mm. as opposed to, I woke up feeling happy, giddy, and healthy. It's a choice.
1: Yeah. I I'd be curious because you've dealt with depression before. Oh, yeah. So because what I've heard is that because I think we all get, you know, have a depressed day or whatever. But I'm talking about ongoing, you know, depression, something serious that um, the what somebody that had it described it as the best way to get out of my depression. And I could nobody could ever tell somebody this. This is what you need to do. Get out of of your own head. Start serving other people and start worrying about yourself less. But Mm -hmm. somebody that dealt with depression recently told me that. That's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. She said, once I started literally getting out of the house and praying for other people and serving other people, the focus was off of me. And so just kind of what you said there about the Psalms kind of reminded me that. I don't know what you found to be successful or what you would agree with that.
0: Can I just say that your friend who shared that with you and said, I found this to be helpful. If for no other reason, God did not remove her out of that depressed place, so that she would be able to share that knowledge into the life of someone who is dealing with depression, mm. you know, there's one of the reasons why maybe God didn't remove a thorn. Um, I think, I think, yeah, when you give somebody this advice, it it really does. I I'll, I think most people who follow the Lord, it's always from a sincere place. They want to to see you live your best quality of life. And whether they speak from experience or they see a situation, they just want to help fix it. Yeah. It can, it can come off very callous and flippant. You have to be very careful. Um, you come alongside someone and sometimes just sitting with them in the midst of their darkness and their pain is all they need. And in those moments, they feel the presence of the Lord that's always been there. They feel it through your presence. And then the Holy Spirit is able to clear through the darkness with his light. And share with you, child, I want you to praise me. Do this by getting up today, by taking a step outside, by going to people who need love. Love well and praise me in the midst of this pain and you will find healing. But sometimes if you just tell somebody, it's like if you have if you have an eating disorder. Well, just stop eating. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> wait, wait.
1: Or okay. start, or start eating. You know, or start yeah,
0: yeah. It's, well, uh, you know, sometimes there's there's steps that you have to go through for you to actually grasp hold of true healing, as opposed to just slapping a band aid on something.
1: Yeah. You know, my struggle of not getting a girlfriend in high school.
0: Well, that's we'll lose the it. acne. I'm trying. That's that's got to be another podcast in and of itself.
1: <laughs> well, you know, actually, <laughs> my acne was so bad in high school that President Bush was interested in drilling for oil in my face. That's
0: interesting. Uh-huh. Work out. Or... Yeah.
1: No. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. Experience. I don't I don't even have another place to go <laughs> after that stupid joke. You know, one one thing that I also the, your psalm reading also sparks is just loving the law. Mm-hmm. And I know that I think we all struggle with it to some degree, but especially people that don't necessarily believe this. And, hey, if you're listening right now, kudos. Uh, thank you for, for you know, t- taking a chance on a Bible podcast. Take a chance. Take
0: a chance. Take yeah. a chance. Take a chance. Okay.
1: Take a chance. Um, <laughs> we look at it the at the Bible as a, a list of rules sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's this rule book. Oh, God, won't let me have fun. You know, well, that's what sin is. It's fun. Well, of course, it's fun at first. But a pastor um, recently in the last couple of years, it really changed my perspective on this. That every time the Bible says to do something, Mm -hmm. it's saying help yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: And every time the Bible says to not do something, it's saying don't hurt yourself.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: yes, we want to honor God with our actions and he gets the glory. But your life is better. When you don't get married to seven people in polygamy, your life is better when you're not addicted to something. Your life is better when you're seeking after God and not chasing the love of money.
0: And if you don't necessarily, even if you don't agree with what Carter just said, your life is better with boundaries. Mm -hmm. And here's an example. When you were a child and your mother said, do not touch a hot stove. You did not have a burnt hand because you did not touch the hot stove. Uh, My son the other day, he's sniffling, been swimming all day, and I knew allergies are bad in Houston. I'm like, honey, you got to go take your Zyrtec because that's his. Everybody Mm -hmm. else is better with Allegra. That's a side note. But he's like, Mom, I'm all right. I'm all right. I think he didn't want to stop playing his video game. He wanted to, I'm, I'm fine.
1: It's just, yeah. You know. That's what men do, by the way. He's growing <laughs> up. Ah, I don't need to go uh, doctor.
0: And I saw, finally, I like stopped what I was doing. I looked at him. And I said, I'm not asking you. I am telling you to go take your medicine. What happens after he takes his medicine?
1: Sniffles go away.
0: He feels better. Yeah. But I'm, I'm telling him, this is the rule. This is what's going to help you, baby. And it's like, whether you like it or not, sometimes you're like, oh, man, they were right. Yeah. And then you find out later that the quality of life went up because of that.
1: That your parents were right more often than not.
0: And maybe maybe if you didn't have a good father or mother figure, I'm speaking all seriousness, there was someone in your world that God placed to show that they cared, even if it was for a microsecond. I maybe mean, it was a teacher. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe yeah. it was someone on the street who smiled at you. That was God's way of saying, you are loved. You matter to me. And um, these types of things that you hear about, about the Bible and rules and things like that, those those are in place to love you well.
1: So here's one that I've struggled with lately because an example just came up in my life. And in a second here, I got it right here. First Thessalonians 5.22. Mm-hmm. You've heard the verse. I'm sure even if you don't know where it's at, I had to look this up. Avoid... Every appearance of evil, Ugh, yes. you know, and, and I've heard avoid even 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 the, the appearance, appearance of evil. evil. Yeah. As in, don't I don't do evil, but also make people think don't even give them a thing to a leg to stand on. Yeah. And I get that to some degree. You know, I mm-hmm. I think that whatever your stance is on drinking alcohol, you know, you probably don't want to get seen at a bar at 2 a.m. the night before church, and then if somebody sees you at church that yeah. saw you at the bar, they're like, oh, yeah. I guess just hypocrites here. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. My dad always said don't ruin your witness with, with dumb things. That's good. But here's something that I've struggled with re- really probably my, you know, after hearing this verse in the first place. Where's the line?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where is the line of avoiding the appearance of evil and caring too much what people think? Okay. And an example recently is we have this intern staying at our house uh, for KSBJ, and she's awesome. Her name's Maddie, 20-year-old girl. And um, my wife was going to be out of town. Yeah. uh, So I got a hotel room, uh, and I mainly did it for KSBJ. I I just want to be above board on everything in that department that nobody would find—I mean, avoiding the appearance of evil. Nobody finding out that I stayed at my own home, but with a girl that wasn't my wife. And— to be honest with you, I mean, the Bible never says don't stay in the same place as somebody. It says don't do anything immoral. And so is it a, would it have been a sin for me to sleep in my bedroom and her to sleep in hers? No. But the appearance of—do you think so? You were about to say that. Do you really think that's a sin?
0: I was going to say that times change and you have to know what boundaries are in place in today's society. But
1: I think this is what this conversation is. It's not a sin. What Do if, you think that you, Jesus would say you sinned?
0: If you abstain from doing something immoral, uh-huh. then, n- well, no, you exactly. did not sin. And,
1: and this is my point, because avoiding the appearance of evil is what I did.
0: I do not believe that that verse is saying that the um, that the result is a sinful act if you don't avoid the appearance of evil. No, it's, well,
1: here, go back and say that again. Okay.
0: I don't think that, okay, so this verse is saying to avoid the appearance of evil is what it's telling you. Even to avoid the appearance of
1: it. Is is what it's saying. That's
0: what it's telling you. Yeah. It is not suggesting that if you do not avoid it, that you are committing a sinful act. It is giving you a really good gauge. Uh-huh. That's, what, that's kind of the way I'm taking it. It's like this is a good way to measure take into, let's say that yeah. our pal Maddie was not necessarily what we thought she was.
1: Uh-huh. Right.
0: Let's say she was a woman who was like, well, you know. Carter, even though he was upstanding, uh, I'm going to call – I'm going to call uh, – I'm going to cry wolf. I'm going to say something
1: happened. There could be a million scenarios here. And yeah, then absolutely.
0: Your reputation is messed over or you know, somebody right. could sue you or, or whatever. You get fired. Right, right, right. So right. I, I think that these things are in place. It's kind of like th- what you were saying earlier in regards to the law you know these things are there to protect you yes and so you're to avoid the appearance of evil yep. and and yes it can end up benefiting others as well because you see that man went out of his way to make sure that he mm-hmm. avoided and not only that Carter but I'm going to I'm going to be really honest uh, I used to have a friend who loved loves <laughs> it's not even a past he loves his wife mm-hmm. Tremendously well But my husband When uh, Before we were married They would go And be workout buddies together mm-hmm. The moment that Young women Came around them At the gym mm-hmm. This is what he did Personally Not my husband Yeah But my friend He decided I'm going to leave this area Because I can choose To leave this area They were dressed skimpily or, or whatever To workout. they They weren't wanting To get looks per se Yeah So yeah. I'm not blaming women I'm just <laughs> I'm saying in this moment He was like This is triggering Something in me Or it potentially can because I know me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
0: so I'm going to walk away from the situation and I'm going to even avoid it. So I I think there's there's so many different protective things there. There's the protection for you from the appearance from outside. Mm -hmm. There's also the protection for yourself and what it could trigger in you that maybe you didn't even know was there.
1: You know what I mean? No, no, no. Absolutely. I could mess up. She could mess up. Lie either way could have. There's a million scenarios, and so. But what I'm just saying is, okay. simply being in the same place as somebody with the opposite gender is not a sin. You're not going to have to answer. You were in the the grocery store with only one woman. Like I, I'm just saying, self- that's not a sin that you have to ask for forgiveness for.
0: If you're listening to this, you're like, uh, I agree with that statement.
1: It's not. But but uh, let me let me just let me get there. Let me get there.
0: Okay, oh, you, you're not done with the thought. I'm okay. not
1: done with the thought. Okay, because. The appearance of evil. Uh I would get a hotel room 10 times out of 10 with this specific situation. Yes. But where is the line is what I'm moving towards. Okay. Is, for example, Jesus being alone with the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. Who is somebody that or even the woman caught in adultery that he is defending. And uh, and then on top of like, I think what they've called it, the uh, Billy Graham rule. Yeah. That men a certain men, you know, if they decided to do this rule,, sure. you won't be seen even in the break room with a woman. And I've had people complain the other way about that that, um, you know, person I know, her boss would would accept that rule, which is honorable in, in a lot of senses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that didn't help her career. Because she needed to be have one-on-ones with her boss and different things. And the, the male employees seemed to have an advantage in that department of getting to know the boss better. And so the appearance of evil was kind of one of those, where is the line and where are we worried too much about what people think? And just living life.
0: You know, with the whole hashtag Me Too movement, I don't think, um, regardless of where you stand on that whole thing, I think what it does bring favorably into the light is that stuff happens. Right, right. And so that there is obviously those kinds of things are, are, you know, Billy Graham did bring about those things because he learned it. Yeah. He learned it from maybe others' experiences that went south. Uh, because they didn't take the appropriate action to make sure that it, that he wasn't alone in a room with another woman, and who knows why that became a thing? I, I I would hate to think that it 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 came out of a situation. It was born out of a situation where somebody did get in trouble because they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Right. But um, I think uh, you have to have an agreement. A uh, like you need to come up with a game plan. Mm-hmm. So you asked me earlier, like, is this a sin? It is if you and your wife discussed it before and she said, I'm not comfortable.
1: Oh, that uh, of you know that's what I mean? very true. That would be dishonoring so, Kelsey. Yes. If
0: there's another factor involved there and you add that in, absolutely yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. So, I,
1: that's the good to bring up because and honestly, she would have been fine with it. She trusts sure. Maddie and, you know, and all that. But and 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 I hope I'm not even boxing in on even this specific subject. You know, what about passing through the wine section at H E B? Yeah, I mean, anything—I mean, how far are you supposed to go Mm -hmm. until it's like, no, I care way too much about what people think. I'm taking this overboard.
0: Jesus sent his disciples two by two. He sent them so that they would have another one to rely on, um, that they would be there for each other. I think it's good that you're not uh, maybe putting yourself out there alone so that you you can kind of shoulder things together. Mm -hmm. But there may have been also— we don't read this in Scripture per se, but there may have also been the safeguarding each other in terms of this very topic. Um, when Jesus was at the well, when Jesus was uh, uh, with the woman, um, and obviously he wasn't alone in the situation. A lot of people
1: with the adultery situation where they're about to stone the woman. Yeah, but it
0: was a public place where he was with the woman at the well, even though nobody was there at, at the same time per se. And I'm also looking at the same. <laughs> You know, you're asking, well, it's okay for Jesus. Yeah, he actually was on top of, you know, everything because he's perfect. That's true. And so uh, I guess I guess how you navigate anything in life is how you navigate through this whole concept. It's like, Lord, I don't want to live my life walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make rules about it because I'll tell you what, that's kind of, we'll go back to OCD. That can trigger my OCD. Mm. I have to be a rule follower. If I'm not a rule follower, I'm going to hell.
1: Mm.
0: Oh, Oh and the Lord it says where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: I am free in you Jesus, so I want to know what's the best plan of action. I think if you are constantly in his word, you're praying with him, talking with him, and you allow the holy spirit to help you navigate life, you're going to know when you've gone too far.
1: And you would and I think I hear what you're saying in terms of cuz I'll I'll go back to just quickly uh and I know it's been a lot of the man woman situation but again this could go for any situation the wine 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 situation and you just may not want people to talk you may agree that drinking wine is okay but you just don't want people to talk so like the boss situation but the billy graham rule
0: yeah i I recommend window walls
1: (laughs) no and absolutely but uh, but but even something like this you said jesus was in a public place with the woman Mm -hmm. and i I mean you said she he was you know she was Mm -hmm. Um, the the boss that I'm referring to with this person that I know, the person I know is a female and just felt at a disadvantage because she couldn't have one on ones with her boss Mm -hmm. like the male employees could. Um, He wouldn't. And again, I understand his side of it, but he wouldn't go get coffee, like even meet at a public place for coffee. With a woman employee, which again, I get his side uh-huh. because then it's like, what if somebody from the church sees you? Oh, so you're, uh, you know, mingling with the, you know, but Jesus was in a public place with the, and so I, I think what I hear you saying is this is different for everybody. This is a, yeah. what is, what is on your conscience What is the Holy Spirit putting on your heart and where is your rule book at?
0: And there's a lot of that when it comes to the Apostle Paul's writing, which I'm really grateful for. When he wrote... This is 1 Thessalonians that you're quoting here, mm-hmm. and this was who were a very specific group of people true, true, in Thessalonica. But then he also addressed people in Corinth, and he addressed people in uh, Philippi, all mm-hmm. these different places, very specific. And each of these situations were different contexts. It doesn't mean that there isn't solid truth throughout. You know what I mean? There's a
1: common thread, but he was speaking specifically to different people.
0: I liken it to, like, I have— My son, Sammy, I have my son, Caleb, they're two different people. Mm -hmm. We have the same truth. We believe in Jesus Christ. But they're going to experience that incredible relationship differently. Because they're two different people. right? So I, I think, yes, it's, it's even going to the, the passage of Scripture where Paul addresses the eating of meat.
1: Yeah. When it's, yeah.
0: you know, this is meat that was sacrificed to an idol. Are we allowed to eat it? And there were some people that were having a problem with it, and there were other people like, it's just meat. If you know that it's going to be a stumbling block for somebody else, then don't do it. Right. Right. And so this guy, for whatever reason, this boss, he had this issue. This could have been something deep-rooted that he had had a situation with his wife earlier. That's very true. doing it out of respect for her. We don't know. Yeah. But you have to find that line in the relationships around you with the people that you know and love. You're going to have to release, if you feel a comfort level going into situations that maybe other people aren't comfortable with, you're going to have to release that over to the Holy Spirit and say, God— Maybe this will a lot for an opportunity for them to shower me with grace because they're flustered or whatever. Yeah. You can't yeah. live your life like that. You have to live your life looking to the Lord.
1: Well, I like that because Paul basically said, uh, eat meat, eat the meat if you want to and don't if you don't. And, and you know, any I mean, he used the term weak conscience. I mean, if you have a weak conscience, then don't eat the meat, you know, is, is what he said. And so... I think there's a lot more freedom than we realize um, bef- before sin. I mean, sin is, is not something that should be on the table. Uh, but I, I, I think what I hear you saying, what what I would say is if it's a struggle for you, then don't go there. And if you decide to, for example, pass through the wine section at HEB, get a bottle of wine at HEB um, or be alone with the opposite gender at a public place coffee shop and you feel the freedom in that, that Jesus has laid on your heart, then don't worry about what people think at that point. If you've arrived at a point, don't let people influence you at that point.
0: I I think, yeah, you have to give it over to the Lord because you're never going to be the perfect person for everyone.
1: Mm. But Jesus, No, say that again.
0: Okay, you are never going to be the perfect person for everyone.
1: That's really good. That's
0: because Jesus already is and was.
1: Well, that's the podcast.
0: (laughs) I want to say, I want to quote this verse. I had to look it up and make sure that I wasn't just quoting a really great worship song. Mm -hmm. But yes, it is scripturally based. Second Corinthians 317. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom.